And then feel free to take your seats, church, this morning. Um, so welcome to week three of our foundation series, where we've been laying down the spiritual brickwork to build our lives on. And what we're doing is looking at Jesus' command to take everything we do and to take all that we are and to build our lives on his teaching. Because Jesus' teaching is the best foundation for life. And so this Sunday, we're going to lay down the next brick in our foundation from our foundational verse that we're reading every week in Hebrews 6, verses 1 to 2. Let's read it together. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and the faith in God, which we've looked at over the last couple of weeks. And here's the next bit. And the doctrine of baptisms. The doctrine of baptisms. Let's pray, and we're going to meet with the Lord this morning. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the light that it is in darkness. Lord, we thank you for the authority that it is in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for the foundation that it gives us to build our lives upon. And in Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Now, you might have noticed in that scripture that it says doctrine of baptisms, plural. And often when we think of baptism, we only ever think of, of one baptism. But in scripture, there are many different baptisms. There are the baptism of repentance. There's the baptism into the body of Christ, which just means becoming part of the church when you give your life to the Lord and decide to follow him. There's called the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which we're going to look at next week. And then we have the most famous baptism of all, which is baptism in water. And it's that baptism in water that we're going to explore today. Now, I realize that we never acknowledge this massive tank sitting on the platform this morning. We're going to do surprise baptisms. So I hope you brought your goggles. Normally joking, right? <laughs> you never know. But this morning, we're going to look at what is water baptism? Where does it all begin, and why do we do it? Well, if you want to learn what water baptism is a wee bit, like we talked about last week, the best place to start is with the word baptism itself. If you remember from last week, we talked about how the New Testament is written in Greek, and so sometimes in the Bible, to really understand what the author means, the best place to look is the actual original word in the original language. So the Greek word this morning, I hope you've got your Greek accents ready, the, the word for baptism in the Greek is baptizo, right? Now that's not a player for Rangers in the 90s, right? Baptizo means this, it's really simple, to be immersed or to be submerged, in this case, in water, almost like a submarine, to go completely under the water, baptizo, to be immersed or to be submerge them, and we might say, well, what does, what does baptism look like? Where's an example of it in the Bible? And the best example to look for is the example of Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, verse 12. It says this, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized, baptized, fully immersed in the river's water by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done 
for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. He agreed to baptize him, to fully immerse, submerge Jesus in the water and bring him back out again. So then we might ask the question, well, if, if Jesus got baptized, what would it look like for me to get baptized? And I'm glad you asked, right? So this morning, we're going to do an illustration of a baptism. So I'm going to ask our candidate, Holly, to come up to be baptized. There's no water in this this morning, by the way. We're, we're doing thin air baptisms. So Holly, if you get into the tank for us, we can get a wee set of stairs for people usually. I'm going to ask Connor to come up as well. And uh, Holly has been baptized, by the way. This isn't like a hint. So if, if you come forward for us, Holly, okay? So this is what would usually happen at a baptism service. We would usually baptize folk either in this tank here, or we would maybe go down to Fisherman's Quay on a good day and be baptized in Belfast Lock. And uh, there's different ways to do it. So Holly might sit or she might stand as she's about to be baptized, whatever is most comfortable for her. Um, we would usually ask the candidate to cross their arms like this. This is of no spiritual significance. It's so we can pull you out of the water once you're in. You, can you wear goggles if you want to? Yeah, it's completely up to you. And when we baptize someone, we usually say these words. So Holly, is this so emotional? No. <laughs> Holly, but it is a big moment for people and the reason why we'll explain later. But we would usually say these words at baptism. Holly, on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And Holly would go into the water and back up again that quick, right? And you all would go, hey, right? Why? Because to be baptized in the water and back out again is a celebration of someone. Thank you, Holly. As a celebration, do you want a towel to dry off? No. As uh, a celebration of someone's decision to follow Jesus. Baptism is a really simple act. It's that quick but it has a very important reason. And I want to give us three reasons this morning why you and I should be baptized. So years ago when I was in, in, in one of the churches we, we grew up in, I was about 16, and it was coming around to a baptism service in church, and I was at an age and stage where I was asked, would you like to be baptized? And I kind of thought about it and kind of wondered, like, well, well, what, what's the reason? Why, why should we do it? And I remember, did you ever have one of those conversations with somebody and it really sticks with you? It's kind of like a monumental moment in your life that you go to. And I remember talking to my mom about it. Now, my parents are, are believers, are strong believers, and, but they would never put any pressure on us to, to do anything. Everything in faith was always our decision and our step forward. And saying that, the only decision we were never allowed to make was whether or not we were going to church, right? Come hell or high water, you're going to church. Mom, I'm not well, we'll pray for healing, son. Come on, you're coming to church, right? But, but everything else, genuinely, and you know what? See, when I was 16, that really did my head in, but honestly, I'm grateful for it now, right? But when I was 16, I asked, well, I must have said to her something along the lines of, like, do you have to get baptized? Like, do you have to do it? Because I was 16 years old, and getting drenched in front of my friends was not my agenda, right? It doesn't exactly look cool, does it? But I asked, do I have to do this? And my mom said something I'll never forget. She just said simply, Jordan, it's a command. It's a command from Jesus. And you know when you step back a wee bit, and you almost have like a light bulb moment, or you feel like a check in your heart, 
or we, what we might call the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and I thought to myself, well, if it's a command and Jesus says to do it, then I got to do it, right? If it's a command and Jesus says do it, then we're left with a question, are we going to do what Jesus has commanded us? Come with me to Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. This is the command of Jesus. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which is why we said those words over Holly when we did our illustrative baptism. But did you notice what Jesus says there? It's, it's some of the last words he would ever say. It's like the last team talk with the disciples, and he wants them to understand that when they go out into the world to show others how to follow Jesus, an important part of that is to baptize them in water in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. But did you notice what he said at the beginning? All authority from heaven and earth is mine. In other words, the Lord isn't suggesting baptism. He's using the authority of heaven and earth to say, you must be baptized. I think that's amazing that the Lord doesn't give us a tick box option there. It's you must be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said it. Now, we might, we might want to ask the question, well, if Jesus says that we have to be baptized, we might then ask, do I have to be baptized to be saved? In other words, do I have to be baptized to become a Christian? And the short answer to that is no. Some people try to, will try to argue that from Scripture incorrectly. But what baptism is, baptism doesn't save us, but baptism is the evidence that we have been saved. Baptism doesn't bring us into the kingdom of heaven, but baptism is a sign that we have been brought into the kingdom of heaven. And remember, if Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments, and his commandment is, be baptized. Which then leads us to the question, well, have you ever heard that phrase, maybe from a parent or a teacher, or maybe you've been the one to say this, can't means won't, right? If you say you can't, it means you won't. But you know what, church? I think that attitude has been unfairly applied to baptism, okay? And let me explain that. There is a difference between can't be baptized and won't be baptized, okay? Because there'll be maybe some of us here this morning or watching online, and you may be thinking to yourself, well, I don't feel like I can be baptized. And that can be for a whole load of reasons. Maybe it's, and when we say baptized, we mean fully immersed in water, baptizo, and, and brought out again. Because maybe for you, it could be a, a medical reason why you can't. It could be a, a mobility issue. Um, it could be a whole range of, of different things as to why it may not be a good idea for you to get into the water and to come back out again. There, there's a whole load of medical and physical reasons why you think that that may not be the best option for me. But you know what, this morning, church, I, if that is you, and you would like to follow that command of Jesus, we would love to work with you in a way that could make baptism happen for you. It may not be in the tank and, and fully under the water and fully out again, because we would love to help you make that step of obedience to Jesus in baptism 
in a way that works for you in the season of life you're in right now. Do you see what I'm saying there? That for some of us, there is a difference between, I won't get baptized, right? But there is a difference between saying, actually, with, with my health and the way my life looks like right now, I can't get baptized. And if that is you, we would love to chat with you about an alternative that would work for you in this season of your life. And do you know what I found, church? When I, was six, when I was 16 years old, and I can still remember the day, we sang Savior King by Hillsong, which was my, my baptism song. I think my baptism verse, you get to pick a verse, was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight, right? And I, I can still remember it like it was yesterday. And I realized that, like we said, baptism isn't a tick box option but rather it's a command from the Lord. And you know what all it says is, church, when I come out of the water that day, turns out it doesn't make you perfect, right? Turns out you do get it wrong again. But all it will say is this, I had a sense of peace and fulfillment simply because I did what the Lord asks us to do. And church, there is a blessing in baptism. There is a blessing in obeying the command of Jesus. I love the, the Nike uh, tagline, just do it, right? And when it comes to baptism, I think we should take the same, the, the same approach, just do it. Baptism, just do it. Amen? Amen. All right, okay. So here's, here's our second reason for baptism and why it's foundational and important. Baptism tells your story of what Jesus has done for you. And that's why we sometimes encourage folk to maybe invite a friend or a family member who doesn't know Jesus because baptism, church, is a physical illustration of a spiritual reality. A physical illustration going into the water and coming back out again. A physical illustration of a spiritual reality, or another way to put it, is an outward expression of an inward transformation in our lives. A picture of what Jesus has done for you and me. So it symbolizes a couple of things. The first thing it symbolizes, church, is that it moves us from death to life. So baptism is a symbol when we go down into the water of Jesus' death and burial, and then we come back out of the water. It's a symbol of his resurrection. And when we go down into the water, we're connected with his death from the cross and burial. And when we come out, it's a reminder that we too will be resurrected one day also. And I love how it's explained in Colossians 2. Now, this is from the message version, which isn't a translation. It's a paraphrase, but I find it really helpful. It says this, going under the water in baptism was a burial of your old life. Coming up and out was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. That old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. I love that. Baptism really, church, is something that looks to our past, our present, and our future right? So it looks to your past. When we go into the water, it reminds everybody in the room of Jesus' death and burial, but also how we're burying our old lives before we met Jesus. But it also speaks to your present, 
because when we come out of the water, hopefully not being down there too long, when we come out of the water, my dad baptized me and I was concerned I might be held for five minutes, but he did bring me back out again. But when we come back out of the water, it symbolizes our present. We have been brought into a new life in Jesus, just as Jesus was raised from the dead. And it also speaks to our future because as Jesus was raised from the dead to eternal life, when we put our faith in him, we will be raised from the dead to eternal life. Amen. And it is an amazing that some of the names that have been mentioned this morning, we will all see again in heaven. That old saints that have maybe encouraged us and walked with us also hold on to that promise that the dead one day shall, in Jesus, shall rise in Jesus' name. Amen. Baptism tells everyone our story of our past, our present, and our future. I love that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in as if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, which just means new person. The old has gone and the new has come. Here's the third reason why baptism is important. Baptism is a public declaration of our faith in Jesus. In other words, baptism is a way to tell your world and the people you love, I'm all in. I believe in Jesus and I am all in, head over heels, living my life for him. And that's important, church, when we think of Jesus' words in Matthew 10. He says this, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. And you might think to yourself, well, that's quite harsh of Jesus to say. Those are quite difficult words. And so what do we do with that? But I think a helpful way, church, is to look at it like this. So uh, a year and a half ago, Chloe and I stood right here, okay, like Harry and Charlotte did last week, and we gave vows to one another on our wedding day, right? And can you imagine, church, if when the minister asked us to say those two important words, I do, it went something like this do you take Chloe to be your beloved wife? And I went, I do, but let's not tell anybody about it, right? What if I said, I love you, I really want to marry you, but let's just keep it between you and me, right? Can you imagine when it came to the exchanging of the rings that I said, look, really want to spend the rest of my life with you, but let's not show anybody that we're married. Why don't we just leave the rings and keep it between us? I would have woken up three weeks later in the hospital. <laughs> because what kind of love's that? That's not love at all, is it? To say, I love you, want to spend my life with you, but we'll not, we'll not tell anybody, we'll not shout about it too loud. Now tell me this, church, does this ring on my finger actually make me married? No. But this ring shows everyone that I belong to someone. Baptism is the wedding ring of the Christian life. Baptism says, I belong to Jesus and I am all in for him. I don't care who knows. <laughs> I don't care who hears. I belong to Jesus. Church, are you wearing the wedding ring of your Christian life this morning? Baptism says, just like Paul did, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power to save humanity. Don't be ashamed of Jesus this morning, church. Put on the wedding ring 
of your Christian life? Are you ready to make that commitment today? So why is baptism important? It's a command of Jesus and following his example. Two, like we said, it's the wedding ring of the Christian life, but it's also an opportunity to tell our story. And so to wrap up this morning, church, I want to go through a couple of quick fire questions that some of us might have about baptism, right? So the question is, who can be baptized, right? Who, who is able to be baptized? And I just want to be really clear. See if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, baptism's for you, right? If you look throughout the book of Acts, there's no six-week courses, okay? There's no, there's no 20% discount on how to be baptized, right? It's, it's anyone who has made the decision to follow Jesus and live for him can be baptized. That's why we call it the believer's baptism, because baptism is for believers. So if you're asking that question this morning, well, are you a believer? You know those wee arrow diagrams, yes, no, right? If you're a believer, yes, you can be baptized, right? And if you're not a believer, well, Jesus loves you, he died for you, and three days later he rose from the dead that you and I may live for eternity too and have our sins forgiven. Believing is for you this morning also. But believing, or sorry, baptism is for every single believer. In other words, if you're a believer, baptism is God's gift for you. And church, whether you have believed for 40 years or whether you have believed for 40 minutes, baptism is for you. Now, here's the next question. And this is one I think that, that we all, particularly in our Northern Ireland thinking sometimes that we have, when will I be ready? When will I be ready to be baptized? And I think it can be tempting, church, to think when it comes to baptism that we have to hit a certain standard or a certain experience in our faith. Oh, well, maybe when I sort that out, then I'll be baptized. See, if you're waiting to get all your I's dotted and your T's crossed, we'll never get baptized, right? Or you're thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm a, a good enough Christian to get baptized. Church, if we didn't earn our salvation, we're not going to earn our baptism. Here's what baptism is, church. Baptism is us saying, I am an imperfect person putting my trust in a perfect Savior. That's baptism. Imperfect people putting our trust in a perfect Savior. When will I be ready? You'll never be ready. Go all in with Jesus. Go all in and be baptized. Other question is, do I have to be a member? No, you don't have to be a member of Carrick Nazarene because we don't baptize you in the name of Jordan Neal and Carrick Nazarene in the church board. We baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? We baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. So you don't have to be a member to be baptized uh, as part of the Carrick Nazarene family. Other one is, can someone be next to me? Of course they can. If you want a friend or a family member to be standing with you as you get baptized so you're not in alone, of course, absolutely, no problem at all. They can even be holding the towel for you when you come out. That's no issue. Or sometimes Chloe will be there holding the towel for you when you come out. Um, that can happen too. Um, and the other question is this. It's a silly one. Like, can I wear goggles? Of course you can. Can you hold your nose? Of course you can, right? Whatever helps you make that step forward of baptism, you can do it. And that really comes to the end of the message, church. Is it time to make your decision to go all in for Jesus? Is it time to put on the wedding ring of the Christian life and say, I belong to him? Baptism is a command. It tells your story. And it says, I'm all in with Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? I'd love to pray with you. The worship team are going to come and lead us into our next song.
And uh, you can imagine, church, one of the reasons we're doing this is because we have a, a baptism service coming up soon in church. And we have a couple of our guys who are going to be, I, I think this is such a Northern Irish scent, they're going through the waters. You ever hear that? They're going through the waters tonight. Um, they're they're going to make the decision to um, be baptized. But we want to we wanna open this up this morning to say, uh, you know, if, if you're here and, and you would like to either know more about baptism or you would like to make the step of baptism, um, myself, Holly, and the prayer team are just going to be about this area toward the end of the service while folks are heading on or getting coffee. Um, and if you would like to know more or to make that step, we would love to chat with you about what that may look like for your life in this season. If you're a follower of Jesus and you want to make the decision to follow his command and be baptized, we'd love to talk to you or leave your name and contact number on the sheet in the foyer. If you were baptized with water as an infant, but would like to make the decision yourself to be baptized um, in full immersion in water, we would love to talk to you too, if you'd like to chat about that. Or if you're not a follower of Jesus this morning, but you would like to know the Savior, would love to talk to you too. Church, what is your next step in following Jesus? And I really wanted to say this this morning, because I know everything's been been teaching towards maybe some of us who haven't been baptized. But if you have been baptized this morning, I had this laid in my heart to say, if you've already made the decision to be baptized, baptizo under the water and back out again, I just want to let you know this. The Lord looks at you and he sees you this morning. And the Lord wants you to know that he loves you as much now as he did then. The Lord is as committed to you then now as much as he was then. And his plans for your life are still in place now just as much as they were then. He loves you. He's for you. Let's be baptized. Amen. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word, for its authority and for the light that it shines. And Lord, I pray for each and every one of us this morning, those of us who have been baptized and those of us who are waiting in that decision, that we would step forward into all that you have for us, that we would step forward together as your church, Carrick Nazarene, into the blessing of baptism. Lord, we just acknowledge your word. And once again, we say we thank you and we love you, Lord Jesus. And we all said, amen. God bless you. Let's stand and